This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, well, I don't really know if we should say, oh my gosh, Bills got away with one at the end, or the Bills dominated, because it's kind of both here. Bills beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18, Highmark Stadium, Thursday Night Football, Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovee, it's always game day in Buffalo. How are you looking at this win? I think it was a step in the right direction. And I know that the score was close and that they did not cover the spread and that they actually had fewer points today than they did last week against the Patriots. But I don't think all games are necessarily equal. I thought if you just watched this game offensively, because that was so much of what we talked about, they moved the ball well. They put points on the board for the most part when they got into the red zone. They had the one on fourth and goal that they did not convert on. And Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen. So many of the things we talked about, where's your secondary option at wide receiver? Gabe Davis has a huge game, career high in receptions. What are you doing with Dalton Kincaid? He gets his first tight, his he gets his first touchdown, makes some multiple big plays, had a great catch on third down down the sideline. A really big play. Why isn't Josh running? Well, he ran in this game and he slid too. So I just think that they kind of checked a lot of boxes. And like I said, I don't want to like harp on this too much, but I think they were better tonight even though the numbers don't maybe show it i think they dominated this game to be quite honest with you other than at the last you know in the last half of quarter last of half of the fourth quarter and the final drive i just want to run some numbers by you the bills had 427 yards of offense the bucks had 302 i mean the bucks 4.9 average gain per offensive play you go you hold a team to less than five yards of play in the nfl that's really darn good the bills had 6.3 yards per play this game should not have been as close as it was. And by the way, speaking of close, if Chris Godwin turns around, we are having a different conversation here. He might catch that ball, and everything you did tonight gets undone. That didn't happen. The Bills win the game 25-18. to 18. Give them credit. But it, it, it shouldn't have been that close at the end because they dominated. It shouldn't have been that close. 
But I can say the same thing. If Jordan Phillips doesn't take a dumb face mask penalty, then the Bills win by 14. Game's over. The game's over. So it is incredible, the margins in the NFL, about how ridiculous it is. I think that there is some people, there are some people who are upset about the lack of aggressive play calling in the second half. I actually don't fault them for it. Like I, And I'm normally Mr. Aggressive. I am always, oh, you have a chance to go for it on fourth down? I think you should go. They didn't move the ball all game. The only reason they moved the ball and got the touchdown on the Mike Evans thing was there were multiple penalties that gave them first downs. You had a phantom penalty, I think, a couple plays before the Jordan Phillips face mask. And then you had a weird bounce where Mike Evans makes the – like, it, they weren't moving the ball. I don't think you wanted – Meaning the Buccaneers. Meaning the Buccaneers. I don't think you wanted to give them a short field on a fluky, weird play where maybe you do not convert. I don't think it's easy as, oh, it's fourth and four, like you're going to get it. Well – I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's a certainty. I agree with you. The last one, I think I would have liked to see the Bills go for. You needed, you needed a half yard. You could do tush push with Josh, but totally understand what you're saying, which is, but what if you fumble the snap like you did against Minnesota or something? Now they have a short field. They can get a touchdown. They elected to punt it. Sam Martin was having a great day. We can talk about that. And unfortunately, that one wasn't pinned inside the twenty. It goes out to the twenty. Um, speaking of play calling, that's where it starts with this one for the offense, Matt. They open up the game doing everything we've been asking for, everything fans have been asking for. You say, find somebody other than Stephon Diggs. They did, of course, not only gave Dave Davis, but Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid. They also go up-tempo, a little bit of no huddle. Not They spread the field, and Josh is running. It seemed like a different team we were watching out there. And I think that goes towards they, they felt the sense of urgency as well. Yeah, I think that they realized that they were not playing to their potential or even close to their potential. This game reminds me a little bit of you know, the Thursday night game against the Patriots last year, where I think they also scored 24 points in that game, but they were in control for most of the game. This one obviously ended up a little bit closer. I think they realize, or at least maybe they are realizing, they're an 11 personnel team. They're better in 11 personnel. They're better when they have multiple receivers on the field. Dawson Knox has a skill set that helps them, but so does Dalton Kincaid. Maybe it makes you a little bit more predictable that you're showing that you're going to pass when James Cook is on the field because he's not an outstanding blocker, okay, that should be your offense anyway. You should be a passing offense. You should be leaning into that. So I think that this is a, a good step for their identity in knowing what they are and knowing what they need to be. So, you know, this is the Bucks. They score 24 points. They have the touchdown that they don't get on the fourth and goal. But I also think that against better teams, they'll be more aggressive. And I think the game script game script kind of impacted a lot of how they played today. I agree with all of that. And you're right about the, like some of the decisions If people are upset about why do the Bills, you know, choose to punt it? Why weren't they more aggressive? Their answer is you're trying to win the football game. The best way to win the football game tonight was, mm -hmm. hey, just keep them down their end because they're not moving the ball against us. This was the best way. And that's what Sean McDermott did. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey, it's always game day in Buffalo here on Odyssey, iTunes, everywhere you get it. Thank you for joining us. We are here inside Highmark Stadium still. Uh, it's been it was a great after, great evening, incredible weather. Fans showed up. Ryan Fitzpatrick's got his shirt off. You got a picture of him with his shirt off. Yeah, well, not a picture of him with no, his but shirt he's off. in the picture with his shirt off behind you, like photobombing you. Yeah. So the game was on Channel Seven locally, and as we're doing our post game, you know what we do is basically we go on TV until somebody comes to the press conference room, and then we'll take that live. So we're sitting there, we're talking about the game, and then all of a sudden there's like this massive roar, and I look around and I see. Josh Allen and Josh Allen is walking to the stage and I'm like wow that's a really big roar for Josh Allen 
Well, as it turns out, because a bunch of people tweeted me, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick behind me taking his shirt off and screaming to the crowd. It just happened to happen perfectly in between myself and my colleague, Dom Tibbetts. So that big roar was uh, certainly not for us, but also not for Josh Allen. It was for Ryan Fitzpatrick taking his shirt off. Fitz is just so loved here in Buffalo. We saw that tonight on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. I think Josh now, I read 6-0 and now on Thursday night. I think he was 5-0 going to the game, if I'm right. On Thursday night games, anytime it's please played on a Thursday, he's won, and this is the sixth time, yeah, I believe. Right. All Thanksgivings. Thursday night. So just Thursday in general. I think so. Okay. All Thanksgivings. So you said Thursday night. Because the only Thursday night games I think they've played are this one, the Patriots one, and then the Saints. Well, any game on a Thursday night, whether it's considered Thursday night football on Amazon, doesn't matter. They played opener against L.A. last year on a Thursday. Yeah. They played at New England last year. They played three Thanksgiving games. Yeah, he's Thursday, won them all. Yeah, but Thursday night football is a TV show. I get I'm saying it's on the day of the week is what I'm thir- saying. Yeah, so Thursday. He's 6-0 on Thursday. not Because, thir- like, this is a differentiation. This, I get it. This is a little, like, for me, a little pet peeve of, like, Monday Night Football is a show. 100%. So, but I didn't say Thursday Night Football. I said Thursday Night. Yeah, but, I mean. The, Thursday Night Football is the show. Yeah, but it's not all Thursday Night. The Cowboys weren't Thursday Night. The Lions weren't Thursday okay, Night. All right. 12, 30, 4 o'clock. That's not the six and on Thursdays. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed. Thank you. On Thursday. Let's talk about the defense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I I got to give a lot of credit to Sean McDermott for something I don't think that a lot of people will be talking about, but it was the key tonight. What? You're going to say on the obvious passing downs that they were bringing in Taylor Rapp and replacing Tyrell Dodson? Exactly. And I'm going to say it this way. On four days... Preparation. They made they made a complete switch to a dime defense. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not that it's super hard to do that, but it's not been who they are. They went one linebacker with Terrell Bernard on most passing situations. I'm going to wait to see the the snap counts. They'll be out on Friday morning. But this team went and played dime, and I think they found something here. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it was interesting because besides Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. These are the best weapons the Bills have played this season, at least at wide receiver, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And for most of the game, now it looks like Godwin could have probably caught the Hail Mary. And then obviously Mike Evans has the big touchdown at the end that keeps them in it. But for most of the game, they did a pretty good job kind of containing both of those guys. I think Godwin had a big third down conversion for like a 31-yard gain when they were in dime. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you doing that if it's not going to work? It was a really actually well-schemed-up play by the Bucs. I think they had Mike Evans run a slant towards the middle of the field, and that kind of screened Taylor Rapp from following his guy and gave Godwin a little bit of an extra buffer, and that allowed him to make the big play. But I think overall, it worked well. I think that this is another reason why we thought they were getting Taylor Rapp, because we said in the offseason so many times, Taylor Rapp is not signing here unless they have plans for him to play. And we saw him get a chance to play today, even when Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer were both healthy. So I was looking through some of the stats towards the end of the game, middle of the fourth quarter. I'm like, all right, I got to do arrow up, arrow down. I write this column at WGR550.com. 
And one of my arrows up was, wow, they've done a really good job. I think I'm Mike Evans. Midway through the fourth quarter, one catch for seven yards for Mike Evans. And to your point you just said, that obviously that changed because he had the touchdown. Matt, that's a great job they did on those guys. Chris Godwin overall, five catches, 54 yards. I mean, even with the even with you know Evans having the touchdown later, 39 yards. So you're talking what? Nine, less than 100 yards, eight catches less than 100 yards for those two combined. That's a really nice job. I think the corners did a really nice job when they were called upon. Christian Benford made a couple of nice plays. The linebackers were very active, especially Bernard when it came to breaking up passes. I think Jordan Poyer's had a rebirth the last two weeks. Yeah. He's looked amazing. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the field. He's been rangier. He's made himself into plays, a couple near interceptions that they had in this game. I think that overall it was a much better day for the defense because in my head I'm thinking, you know, I'm an alarmist, but I'm sitting there watching them and it's like, oh gosh, Mac Jones marched down the field 75 yards and scored a game winning touchdown on you. Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Like you need to make sure that you're not in that position. But I think for the most part, for let's say 57 minutes of the game, they were really, really solid. And the one thing is you got to get the quarterback down when you get to him. There were a couple plays where they didn't. Leonard Floyd missed one. Nice play by Baker Mayfield. Give him the credit to the stupid penalty on Jordan Phillips. Like It was totally a penalty, and it's one that you absolutely cannot take. There was a blatant missed hold on Von Miller at the beginning of that drive in the end zone that would have been a safety in the Bills ball that was missed. I thought Vaughn had a little bit of a step in the right direction today. Played, he got close a couple times. Got close a couple times, played more snaps, was more involved. And I think this is a big – I think the biggest thing for this game, just about obviously getting the win is huge, but now having this extra time to get ready and get healthy and just prepare for the Bengals, I think is really beneficial for them. I mean, the Bengals are going to play a tough matchup against the 49ers on Sunday, and the Bills get two days of a head start and some time off to prepare for what should be a tough opponent. I want to talk about them in a little while. I want to talk about what's ahead for the Bills next week because we've got some injuries to deal with, including Josh Ellis. We'll get to that in a second. Let's stay on the defense. The other part about this whole dime thing we're talking about, actually, it, so so Rap comes in. Rap actually was the second safety. Jordan Poyer tonight, he was the dime linebacker. That's what they did. They put him down there. He was at that level. I wonder if maybe at this point of his career, maybe that's what he's a little bit more suited for and how they can play this. We kept thinking that would be Taylor Rapp when they signed him. It's kind of flip. Jordan Poyer wasn't this, you know, safety you could on the back end. It was him and Hyde. It was uh, it was Rap and Hyde. Jordan Poyer actually was the what you would call the second linebacker in that situation because he's bigger. Yeah. And I would imagine that Rap is probably a little bit quicker, a little bit more fleet of foot at this point in their careers. And over the course of his career, Jordan Poyer has been a pretty good tackler. So you want him clogging up the middle, and you want him to be kind of you know the the first line of defense behind obviously the defensive line. So it is interesting, and it shows that Sean McDermott has a lot of different kind of things up his sleeve, and I think that's a good sign because I think that last week one of the things that the Patriots did was they exposed the Bills a little bit in their defensive philosophy, and I think Sean recognized that they have some flaws. And they need to fix that. One thing that I do want to point out, though, that could potentially be a flaw, and I saw a lot of people posting about this, but Taron Johnson has kind of gotten beat on the same play three weeks, not three weeks in a row, but two weeks in a row. The game-winning touchdown against the Patriots, the Chris Godwin touchdown in the second quarter today, and it was also the Darren Waller play that was not you know, called a penalty, even though it was probably pretty ticky-tack. Teams are, <laughs> excuse me, I'm like losing my voice. Teams are targeting him 
in, in that situation in that where situation. he because and it's a size thing too. Teams mm-hmm. are going with a bigger guy who you know you do that little move in the inside. What was the play tonight? Was it at the goal well, line was, as well? Yeah, but it was Godwin tonight, so it's not. Yeah, it's really not as big. Was he at the goal line as well? Like, I don't remember yeah, the player. I don't remember the player you're talking like about. The two yard yeah. line. Oh, the touchdown coming this way where we are. I got you. Coming to the way we are. Yeah. So just something to monitor yeah. because if teams are doing it, the Bills will need to adjust away from it, especially now going against the Bengals who have three different wide receivers who you know could run that. All right, a couple other guys we need to talk about here before we get on to you know what lies ahead for the Buffalo Bills. How about punter Sam Martin in the day that he had? Yeah. Sam Martin was outstanding. Four punts, three inside the 20. One, the last one should have been inside the 20, the last one. So Randall just couldn't you know kind of tip it back where he needed it. I think one of them went to the three, one went to the four, one went to the five, I think. It was crazy. He had an outstanding day. But also on top of him, Matt, great day for the special teams. Deontay Hardy with a huge punt return. You have the three and out in the end zone. You get the big punt return. You get the touchdown. That's complimentary football that Sean McDermott would love to play. And then you have a blocked field goal from Shaq Lawson. This was an outstanding night for the special teams. Yeah, for sure. A couple other things. Josh Norman makes the first tackle of the game. In and the second coverage, one. And the second special teams tackle of the game. So good on him. Obviously, the blocked field goal is a huge play for as good as the special teams were they could have been even better they had two penalties wipe out big gains one of them was a Deontay Hardy return to the 50 a holding penalty brought it all the way back to the 17 so that was a 33 yard loss on one penalty and then on the next return that they had they had another penalty that pushed him back I think like 20 yards I have a question because you're very good with this stuff the play where the Bucks player kicked the ball and then Hardy returned it to the 18. They got to add five yards to the end of the kick and take it over at the 23. That feels wrong to me because I think the ball was kicked significantly more than five yards. No, it wasn't. a Well, it might have been kicked, but the reason the penalty was called, it was called illegal touching because he went out of bounds and came in and touched it. He was the first person to touch it after going out of bounds. He went out of bounds, came in, touched it, He's the first person to touch it. That's illegal touching. So anything after happens after that counts for the Bills and then the penalty on top of it. So shouldn't you be able to get the ball where the ball is touched? Oh, so you're saying that the return went further than that? I'm saying... I don't know if he did. I'm saying he hits the ball, which I thought was significantly farther than the 23, kicks it. That goes like all the way to the 10. And then Hardy returns it to the 18. And then they get the additional time. I'm saying... Shouldn't you be able to take it where it's illegally touched? Right. You could. You usually can take it where it was first touched by the team anyway. But since he was out of bounds, it was illegally touched. I don't know if that's the case. So he made, it's a good point. Maybe you should bring it up with the NFL Rules Committee well, now, in the offseason. Like, if, if you're smart about it, you could like literally try and kick the ball to the one-yard line. And then, okay, great, you get five yards. But like, I feel like you should have the option of taking it where the illegal touch happened. I, I don't think he was called for any kicking. I think he was called for the just the being out of bounds and then coming back in. All right, let's take a look ahead to this team and what lies ahead, especially coming out of this game, a Thursday night game, and pretty much a clean injury report. 